discussion with a pro and college player. I'm here with Sanjay Karim and Brazil Clark, and we're going to be discussing their journey and story to become a pro and a college uh, soccer player. Okay, so we're going to start with Sanjay. Tell me your story. Walk me through your journey from a youth player to signing your first pro contract. So I kind of have an interesting story. I played uh, two weeks in sixth grade, uh, but I was allergic to all the grass, like every type of grass, dogs, cats, and all that. Um, and so my mom like bribed me and my brother, said, don't play, don't go out there anymore with a PS2. So I took the PS2. I never kicked the ball or anything again like that until my sophomore summer um, of high school. And then I started playing. I just went out there playing with some friends for fun. And then I just started like loving it and playing real good and, and just going hard. Like it was just something I loved to do. Uh, and your friends having a good time, see families and going out there and playing. So like that whole environment was something I wasn't really used to. Um, and then I just started playing. People told me like, oh, you're not going to make it anywhere like that. This and that when I started taking it real serious. I wanted to just, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best player in the world. I'm going to go play college. I'm going to make the be the best player on the high school team, this and that. And this is when I didn't play soccer. So they were all talking all the smack saying, oh, you're not going to do this. Like even your own friends that like, you say your dreams too, they don't believe in you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because why would they? I understand it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, I don't feel any resentment towards them, but I understand it. Like, why would I say those things then when I just started playing? But in my head, I believed it. That's why I said it. Like, if you really believe it, then, okay, they don't have to believe in it. I'm going to say it now, and they're going to see in the future. And honestly, that's what ha- what's happened. Um, played high school ball, uh, trained six hours a day, eight hours a day sometimes, religiously, every single day, sacrificed friends, other things like that. Um, started eating healthy. Uh, made the high school team. I was a junior on my JV squad. Uh, which is crazy because I'm a junior on the JV. Like that was the first time that's ever happened, like in the high school. So people make fun of that a lot. So that, that just drove me though. That drove me more. Went to high school senior year. We got third in the state. I was our starting winger. Um, went to college, played some college ball, some semi-pro, and then pro in Bangladesh. So I mean, there's a big process behind that. So I started playing soccer when I was 10 years old, and I was really, really, really bad. Um, But I remember sitting on the bench one time, and I had waited so long to get into the game. And I remember chasing the ball on the field, and it just it hit like a sweet spot. Like there's a – when you touch the ball or you dribble with it, there's like a sweet spot on your foot, and – I just yearned to play soccer after that. So I played, you know, rec. I played competitive. Then I went to rush. I started playing off Florida rush for a little bit. And um, I got, you know, coaches from Campbell and um, Alabama and um, FIU. I would write back and forth to, like, USF. Um, So I had these coaches that thought I was really, really good. And... I kind of lost a little bit of my confidence going into my senior year, but I still was like, you know, I want to play at a low-level Division One, just something I can do for fun, say I did it, and accomplish it. And if it goes somewhere, then it goes somewhere. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but then last minute, I found out I wasn't going to get as much money towards a scholarship. I wasn't going to get any at all, and I couldn't afford to go that much into debt, and I was I was distraught because it was so last minute. I turned away every other college. I was going to sign with this school, and that was going to be it, and it fell through, and I had no college. Um, and last minute, I started talking to um, my current coach now, you know, honestly, just in search for a team, and 
he knew who I was. He saw me play, and he um, was more than happy to have me as um, a player. And I went there, and I'm really happy with my decision. It's not the level I wanted to play at, um, but I'm happy, and I'm studying, and it's not that I can't go to a higher level. I'm just I'm very content and happy with where I am with soccer, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot more, actually. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Question two. I did an episode about two weeks ago, and the process of becoming a pro and what I consider is the grind. What is your take on that? Yeah, everything you've said pretty much so far on your podcast has been extremely accurate about the grind, about developing youth. Um, when it comes to the grind, for me, I stick with those three things that I said in that episode before. Um, about my mindset, my sport-related skill, and then my athleticism. So those are the three things I feel that make up the grind. Those are the things you have to work on relentlessly, and then you also have to have that passion inside you. like. Because when you have no motivation, the motivation you get from within you is going to be not being where you want to be. So if you want to be uh, on the level of Messi and Ronaldo, then you really have to believe in yourself. Like some days you're going to wake up and you'll be like, wow, there's no chance I'm going to get to Messi and Ronaldo's level. Because you're so far behind them, but you have to consider the fact. Their grind was hours and hours and hours for the past deck over the past decade or longer, longer since their youth. Like You know what I mean? That, that's how they got to their level, doing the things they have on top of the resources they had like they had people telling them from this some these young ages to do these things the proper way you know what i mean so we maybe sometimes are misguided or we don't know when like for me i know on my own i learned a lot on youtube or or hearing other people speak and just gathering information from different coaches and different people and, and dealing with how i feel it is um so the grind really is that relentless like that passion inside you to do the things that you need to do that you know you need to do and if you don't know you need to do them no one is gonna pat you on the back for failing because you didn't know you didn't need to do them. You know what I mean? Like you have to go online, spending those hours on a computer studying or, or reaching out to people, studying, learning, and then implement those things continuously. And when you fail, you gotta get back up. But when you feel like you're not doing good, or you feel like you missed, you made a mistake, or you had a horrible game or a horrible month, or you got benched after being a starter, like you had to keep going and see the vision that you had of your dreams and your dream has to become a reality like you have to believe it and that's what the grind is the grind isn't the destination you know what i mean it's cliche but it's not the destination it's the journey and the journey is the most fun the people you meet the things you do but if you don't do these things to your best ability you're not making the most of it you know what i mean and then it's like you're cheating yourself you're cheating yourself out of experience out of life and that's how i see the grind um i would say my take on the grind for becoming a college soccer player is just it's consistency you have to be willing to outside of club soccer um be willing to train on your own train with others um i remember i i remember i had a coach at one point um who sometimes for practice all we would do was go into the room and work on positioning you know um and had a pressure like what do you do as a forward how do you pressure as a forward we would just sit in a classroom and learn about soccer um it's hard it's hard if you believe it's hard i have no doubt in my mind that i could take soccer as far as i want to take it but the level i want to take it at is is the college level i'm sorry um and that you still gotta work hard for that
Question three, if you could, what would you tell yourself five or 10 years ago based on what you know now? Uh, well, I'm 22 now, turning 23 in September. Uh, so I started playing soccer. Uh, when did I start high school? 2011, 2012. So 2013 summer, I started playing soccer. That's maybe seven years, close to seven years. Um, so 10 years ago, I would just tell myself, go play soccer. Like just, just go play and I would love it on its own. Um, but five years ago, I would for sure tell myself the stuff that I've learned more in depth, um, about soccer and training. Cause obviously back then I would study and I studied as much as I could, but there's no way I would have known the things that I know now just based on the experiences. So I would tell them, uh, how important diet is. Your diet is so important. I, you don't realize it until you really experience it. Cause you can go, like if you're injured and you can't play for a long time and you continue the same eating habits, you're probably going to end up getting fat or getting some weight on or and that's going to lead to injuries and stuff like that. But if you change your diet, that's like 80% of your fitness right there. You know what I mean? Just eating healthy and, and it tastes good. You can, you can find the right ways to have a good, healthy diet and it tastes good. So that's for sure one thing because I love sweets. I love sugary foods my whole life. I've been eating so bad. It's just insane. Um, now I haven't had a soda probably for like three years and like I never I never crave one. Um, oh, and also time on the ball. Like how how hard is it to go just spend even just an hour a day every single day juggling like imagine if i had an extra hour every single day for the past five years juggling how much further even your touch would just be not, and that's juggling that's doing other things too but just spending more time doing it um and then obviously the one thing would be don't let yourself get distracted um from your goal you know what i mean like it's so easy to get distracted at this age because there's so many possibilities of things you can do you know what I mean? especially if you're a college athlete like if you're a college athlete there's so many things you can do and you can do it all like you can experience it all but do you really want to like is it really worth the sacrifice even if even if you're sacrificing just a one percent chance of you getting one percent better that's one percent of you getting better you know what i mean so take it take advantage um what would i tell myself five or ten years ago i would just say you know, start playing soccer. Um, when I was younger, I had a friend who played soccer, and that was five or ten years ago. And I just was like, soccer's boring. And I was like, I never want to play soccer. Um, I don't know. Just keep playing and go out during the day and just play for hours and hours and hours. And through that, you won't even know how good you're getting because you're just going out and, you know, touching the ball. But... Just play and get familiar. Question four. Who helped you get to where you are now? Um, Well, obviously I have to give credit to my parents. You know what I mean? Like they live in their house, food and all that stuff, and they drive me everywhere and always supporting. Um, But if we're just talking football-wise, I think my aunt was a huge part in that. That's Brazil's mom right here next to me. Um, I remember for two summers back-to-back and even still ever since then, We'd wake up in the morning. She'd come pick me up from my house so early. I don't know how early, too early. Um, take me, uh, Brazil, Versailles, that's Versailles, uh, Brazil's sister, her little brother, uh, Macho, and her little sister, who was like five at the time, um, to the fields, the turf fields on the 27 in Davenport. And um, and we train hurdles, ladders, just straight fitness training. And she would kill us. She would look up videos on YouTube and buy equipment, and she would just murder us fitness-wise. Um, in the mornings, um, and really no ball work, and we'd go back to our house, we would eat, she'd feed us, we'd knock out, I remember we'd get like Publix chicken or something like that, we would knock out on the couch, uh, nap for a few hours, use the pool, and then we'd go back in the afternoon, she would train us again, and then there was always pickup, 
uh, soccer on those fields. So we play with people we knew and stuff like that. After training two a days, every single day religiously like there was no days off there was nothing she wouldn't let us we would not want to go she would not let us we would be trying to be lazy she would kill us um so my aunt for sure that's the only way i got fit i was a little chubby kid in high school so i needed that um for sure kyle coach kyle right here uh i've actually known him for a long time um honestly from from the start i think that's when i first met you yeah from the from the jump i met you when i first started playing soccer and you used to help me with everything like that's that's why i'm here today so i I owe you a whole bunch more than anyone else really um uh and who else my parents always tell me and my friends always tell me i'm kind of humble but because i don't want to say myself like but i guess yeah i'll give credit to myself because i mean i've spent hours and i still do spend hours studying and reading and watching and then just trying to implement it but everyone around me, my friends, my family, my old teammates, old coaches, all of them, like even though some coaches have, like I maybe not want to ever speak to them again in my life, they've still helped me. You know what I mean? So you got to give credit. There's no such thing as a, a, a self-made in the sense that your experiences and everyone around you has helped you become who you are. Um, and on top of all those people, especially number one of everybody is, is the big man upstairs. Like without God, I couldn't do anything I'm doing right now. Um, let me get to where I am now. I would say most importantly, my mother, um, she would always train me on the side. Um, she would train me so much that I would, I couldn't wait till I went to play college because I did not want to train with her any more. I, I couldn't do it. There was one day we were out in the heat and we had done, um, hurdles and ladders and we do, we do them straight through. And she was like, okay, now go run go run two miles and I was like I can't I mean I never refuse a training but that I was like no I could see the heat waves I was like I can't do this <laughs> angels trying to kill me um I would say the people close to me so like my little sisters and my brother and Sanjay um I don't know they've all been really <laughs> they've all been really um insightful and they always encourage me to do my best. Okay, Sanjay, I want you to tell me now and walk me through the process of how you got to Bangladesh Police FC, how long is your contract, and really roadmap this for me. How did you get there? So I was playing with the Lakeland Tropics USL 2 last summer, um, and you actually helped me get there. So thank you for that. Um, and then I went to Germany. I had a little combine out in Lakeland. I went to Germany. I was playing some lower tier over there. Uh, and I don't even want to get into all that about Germany. Um, but then from Germany, I was on LinkedIn. I was just trying to find a pro opportunity. Germany wasn't pro, and I was in. Ger- I was going around to teams in Germany, looking for teams. That, and some were like they'll pay me five hundred a month and give me housing and stuff like that. So that was not bad. But then I got on LinkedIn, um, found the head coach for the Bangladesh national team, which my dad is from. Like my whole dad's side of the family lives there. Um, so I figured I can get dual nationality. Uh, so I emailed the head coach, and I was just amazed as soon as he emailed me back i was in germany he emailed me told me this and that sent me a few agents names i sent him a profile uh some videos of mine told him i would try and get my dual nationalities and that um and so that's exactly what happened i hit up some agents um got to one team the team said they'll get me my dual nationality got it for me in like two months which is amazing thank you god for that um and i headed out there so i was in germany I, in july i left germany came back to Florida for maybe like three weeks um, in October to go to Washington to the Bangladesh embassy had to do some paperwork there um, and as soon as that was finished 
I flew off to Bangladesh. Um, and so that was a cool experience. The main goal was the national team because I've obviously done research on the league and you have ex-pros in that league. Like my one guy who lived next to me, who's a Puerto Rican national team captain, or still is, Sidney Rivera. He played Orlando City, uh, Louisville FC. I had other guys that are older from Montenegro, Kyrgyzstan, Bulgaria national team. But that league only allows five foreigners on each team this season. Um, so by me getting my dual nationality, that was the agreement, I was considered uh, a local player. You know what I mean? So the coach was smart. He was from Serbia. He got five foreign players and me, so a sixth foreign player, but I was registered as a local, which was a big boost compared to other teams in the league that didn't have that. Um, and so, yeah, so that was all cool. Um the main goal was a national team, so I'm glad I got the national team head coach. I met him up there. He saw me practice a few times, so that's the goal, obviously. Um, but obviously, I would love to play in somewhere like England or, or Spain. Those are the goals. MLS, obviously. Canadian Premier League. Those are things that I'm shooting for in the future. Uh, but Bangladesh is a good place. I'm on transfer market. have a value. You know what I mean? So that's a cool experience to be able to consider myself pro, but... You know what I mean? Like, that's not where my dream. My dream is to keep going and going and going. I've always said if I ever go pro, even if I went to MLS or something, then it's further than that. If you go MLS, you got to go Premier League. If you go Premier League, you got to go La Liga. And for me, that's just the, the, the process of how that goes. Like, that's just how my dreams work and how my head works. Um, yeah, so I had signed a two-year contract in Bangladesh. Um, I had some ineligibility problems with my paperwork from Germany. Um, my last club kind of just was kind of screwing me over a little bit. Uh, Because I left so early Um, But yeah So here we are All this COVID-19 It's unfortunate But it gives us time To really focus And and do things we have to do And there's a purpose to everything So We'll see where we end up God willing I'll be playing pro In the United States Or something like that Or or Spain or England But Bangladesh is a great place to be Question 6 Tell me about your daily life Pre-pro and pre-college Hmm Pre-pro Uh I mean, I played semi-pro college, so it's really been kind of the same. I'd wake up, uh, obviously, I, I'd, I'll say I'm a prayer. I'll drink a, like at least a glass of water, do some stretches every single day. Um, you eat good, you train. It really depends, bro. Like some days, if I'm not doing much, I'm, I'm doing two days, three days of training. So I'll divide it, maybe gym um, and some running and some ball work or just play soccer all day long or have like an 11v11 Sunday league game plus a 6v6 at night and train in between. You know what I mean? So it really depends. Sometimes I'm working. There's one point I was working three jobs at a factory, uh, training kids, and I was coaching kids also on top of like my training and stuff like that. So my personally, it's been weird for me. I, I just kind of bounce around. I feel like a, like, like a normal non-league player, you know what I mean? Like they go around, they're working their jobs, they're, they're dealing daily life stuff, but you can't neglect or overlook the things you have to be doing. So the things I was, I've always been doing pro, even now before college, was eating healthy and making sure I train at least, at least, at least, at least once a day. Like, if I'm feeling really crappy and I can't do this thing, I'm going to go at least juggle for an hour or two um, or at least go for a, a run. I'm not, but I'm not going to half a word my workouts. You know what I mean? I'm going to go hard. Um but the life really hasn't changed much. Pro life and college life really hasn't changed. I mean, I, when you get to a level like MLS or higher, okay, I'm sure then the lifestyle changes because now you're doing a different marketing things and, you're, and whatever else you're doing. Um, but for right now, no, nah, it's pre-pro and pro have really been the same, eating healthy training. Um, my life before pre-college when I was younger was just 
school during the day and then I would wait until we had practice right after and then I would go home, go to sleep and restart my day all over again. Um, and then my last year of high school, I was doing dual enrollment at a local college and some days I would have class in the morning and then I would go play soccer at Rush and take my brother practice and then start the day over or some days I had work so I would go straight from work to training um, and now at college all of it's combined so I like it I like that um, you know my school is where my soccer is and my soccer is where my school is